I'm Natalie. And I'm Christy. And we are the Prodigal Daughters. All right. It's time for another lovely Prodigal Daughters week. I don't think we took too much time off this time. Um, but we do have special guests this week. So you guys are not stuck with just Christy and I. It's going to be us and two people who have both been on the podcast before, but never together at the same time. Two of our favorite people, the Saints. Welcome. Ben and Chris Saint, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. And um, pre-warning, I am at my daughter's ballet class. So if you hear cars or people, I will try to mute it fast, um, but you know, busy lives. We're really trying hard to make these be less sporadic and a little more usual. So we got to work with what, what we got, but yeah, welcome. Thank you. Busy lives. I think both you guys just got home from work, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Did you guys already have dinner or is that like a, a fun I gotta say, like our in our house, it's always the big question. It's like, did I make dinner or are we in Ryan's eyes scavenging for food somewhere? <laughs> luckily, luckily my mom is living with us right now. So she had dinner ready, like for us to scarf down before we started the podcast. It's such a blessing having her it is so helpful. Living with That's us. awesome. I, the more and more I go through life at stage, the more and more. I consider getting some type of nanny and I know I can't afford it, but man, I think we've so discussed nice. this before. <laughs> it would be, I would love to get off work and be like, wow, my house is clean and there's food. This is amazing. But then what That's would you so do with all your free time? I would do all the things I can't do now or that I'm already like okay. rushing like a chicken with my head cut off doing. It'd be amazing. It Chris really is laughing. Chris is laughing because that is his life. I know. Oh, I come home and most of the time dinner's ready. The house is picked up and it's crazy. Y'all should get what I got. Shut up. <laughs> We'd probably five if we did that. It's all good. Congratulations, say, Jen. You just got a trophy. My, uh, <laughs> but our dinner discussion started like nine in the morning. Like it's as soon true. as I, as soon as I get to work, I have to, I send her a text. I'm like, Hey, what's, uh, what's, what's for, for dinner, dinner tonight? I love that that's always that's not even a thought. Because usually I just throw something together at like yes. 5 30 when he's about to be home in 15 minutes. Yeah. I call her and go, Hey, I'm on my way home. And she's like, Okay, we're having water and corn for dinner. And I'm like, <laughs> hey. oh, that's awesome. Maybe a protein <laughs> would be nice. I'll drink hot dogs. How's that? So I've started to create a weekly schedule and I've gotten pretty good about creating my weekly schedule. And I grocery shop for the weekly schedule and I always ask Josh before I make this schedule like what is it that are you craving anything this week because I will make something that you're craving and I'll be like no no I don't care well he only eats like 10 different meals anyway because he's kind of a child with his palate but um I'll set up the schedule and then every day he's like what are we having and I'll be like oh I don't really want that I'm like well <laughs> you have six options I'll move these I'll move things Enough. around for you, but look, you're still gonna you're gonna stay in the six options that I already gave you earlier in the what week. What are his like, What are his six options? So things that I don't know if I should rat him out. Things <laughs> that <laughs> things that he will eat are anything that's outside of the home, so fast food. 
same yeah (laughs) um he we we usually will have um like homemade burgers um I make uh barbecue chicken I make um teriyaki chicken I make uh spaghetti and meat sauce um when I'm getting fancy I'll do like a pork tenderloin um or like tomorrow I'm gonna be making like a big roast pot roast um, with some mashed potatoes, uh, he had like as long as there's <laughs> as long as there's a, a a a meat and a carbohydrate, he just doesn't want the vegetable and he doesn't want anything fancy. Like he doesn't want any like special couscous or sauce or like I can't get fancy. It's got to be like a meat and a and a carbohydrate, and then you are much nicer than I am. I will just <laughs> figure out whatever I'm gonna make, and when he comes home, I say this is your meal. Eat your greens. Now I make him eat whatever vegetable I cook for the day. If I cooked. Well, but Ryan likes vegetables. So that's not, no, he doesn't. No, oh. he doesn't. Well, he says he does. So he's a liar. No. Yeah. He <laughs> is a bit of a liar in that regard because I'll make vegetables and he'll be like, I don't really want that much. And I'm like, Oh, whatever. You're fine. You need to have your greens. They keep you regular. And he doesn't love that. I try to force them on him, but whatever he'll, he'll do it. No, Chris, we always joke that his body will like reject any green vegetable. <laughs> he just, he just him. doesn't like, and you know what is, makes me so mad. He just had blood work done. His doctor was like shocked. It was like better than perfect. All of his levels. And I'm like, are you How? serious? You don't even eat vegetables at <laughs> all. How is it like, you how is it like that? Listen, when you have it, you have it. <laughs> it's gotta be like some some part of the man genes that since you guys are the hunters and get hunters that you can just withstand whatever the of the- <laughs> we already know more along the lines of uh, the lord just being like hey i'm not gonna make you good at a lot of things you're gonna be <laughs> a little ugly but i'm gonna make you at least healthy but and you're gotta, gonna have you know, excellent cholesterol you got that that's right. like when a guy versus a girl tries to diet and in like 2.5 days they're like whoa i'm already at my goal weight and the girl's like cool i gained like five pounds that's awesome and i did way more work than you but it's cool it's cool very frustrating it really is josh is hilarious to me because um he'll go and run like five miles every day and he's like why would you make me eat a vegetable when i just ran five miles i'm like okay but you know, like the running doesn't negate the things that you put in your body. You just worked off some of the fat. Like you just, yeah. <laughs> just helps your heart. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not, it's not what you think it is. Well, and, and so Ryan and I did a couple, um, obstacle races in the past. And each time, like I work out six days a week, couldn't tell because I, you know, I balance out because of meals. No, you can other- tell. But like six days a week and we go to do these and Ryan works out zero days a week. Now, mind you, his job is he lifts things and does labor, whatever. He'll outdo all of us in all these (laughs) races. And it makes me so frustrated. So we're doing a Spartan beast in June, which is a 13 miles and obstacles and all that good stuff. Now I'm curious to see how he does on the run. But he's already, I already know he's going to do better than me. And it's going to make me so angry. It's because he's got the stamina with his, I mean, he works, what, at least eight hours outside in the heat. He's a broken man. He can barely get out of bed. So I don't <laughs> get it. 
it's like I said, when you got it, you got it. And he's got it. <laughs> Y'all men are so frustrating. It is very frustrating. Gosh. I'm like, if I didn't, if I didn't train for something and I just didn't work out ever and then go to like try it, I would die. Yeah. I would probably like die of, I don't know, something. Like, I would be out of breath walking to the start line. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just like, back last time he like ran ahead of me and then back and then like slapped me on the butt and then ran ahead some more. And I'm just like, who are you? You disgusting. You disgusting. <laughs> There, uh, I just recently started working out again. Um, there's a really nice lady in my neighborhood who decided that she's going to offer like interval, interval training in her garage for free. So I'm like, yes, I will take that free. Tra- I will take that free training and I will do that. I will be there every day. Um, and so I, I've been there three times now. And the first time I'm like, okay, it's 30 seconds on 30 seconds off for 30 minutes. No big deal. This is going to be nothing. No, like I almost died. I came home and I was like, Josh, I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Great. However, you will burn That's the power. worst. So. I was like, you ran six miles and I did 30 minutes of interval training and I feel like I'm going to throw up and die. So uh, you ever run so much you end up at the grocery store eating uh, Uncrustables? No. That's yeah, at, at least ch- once a week he comes home with a box of Uncrustables, the chocolate ones. No, yeah. it's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, and he eats them frozen. He doesn't. Yeah, they're even good. They're, they're to, really good that way. Yeah, he thank you, Natalie. Wait for them to thaw. I have oh, to say, I actually like them better frozen than oh. thawed out because it's almost like a the peanut butter is frozen. It's like a treat. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. good. Thank better you. Than I don't even you- like peanut butter. What do you think the oh, bread's like? The ice cream? Like, what are you? What are you saying right now? I don't mind the ice cream. Is, is it's delicious when it's frozen. Yeah, yeah. No, the, it really is. But you know what? Not like straight out. You have to give it like a minute so that the outside gets a little fluffy, and but then the middle can be frozen. Ice cream. No, I, I know. I keep calling before. it ice cream now too. The bread. Thanks, Chris. It's like an ice cream sandwich. Like I don't understand why you're. No, yeah. it's a frozen <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Do you love delicious. bread, Christy? Because I'm a car, I'm a bread, I'm a lover of bread, and my whole I family, minus Ryan, is a lover of bread. I love bread, but if I'm going to waste my sugars on bread, it better be like really fancy, awesome bread. Like it better be garlic bread at an Italian mm. restaurant. It better be ciabatta. It better be something special besides just some flat white. What? <laughs> It's Shibata, right? Shibata? Shibata. Shibata? Am I saying it wrong? Shibata. Shibata. I don't know how to say this word. I, I saw him turn his head at that and I was like, no, it's Shibata. That's why he doesn't understand. Shibata. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Natalie. I was like, an idiot or something? <laughs> See, I can do any bread. Do you know what Ryan and I used to do on road trips? Um, I like that this always comes around to road trips somehow when you're here, Chris, but on road trips, we would um, we would stop at Panera and buy a whole baguette, and we would share it and eat it in the car. Oh, I love bread. <laughs> I sound like Oprah lunch. right now, but I really do love bread. <laughs> uh, so, so um, speaking of working out too, I I joined a CrossFit gym recently. Um, I used to do CrossFit when I lived in Washington, and then I haven't. I haven't joined anything since we moved here, mostly because at first I didn't have childcare and then it was like work and life and whatever. 
but I forgot how much I love the community that comes with it. Um, and like from the first day, I made a friend, which as you guys all know, Ooh. as adults, it is so hard to make it friends. It is so hard. So yeah. hard, especially if you don't, if like you move somewhere else, like it's just, it's almost like dating. You don't know when to make the, hey, do you want to hang out with me comment? Or even the, hey, hi, my name is Natalie. What's your name? But like from the get-go, this chick's from Washington and, and we hit it off really well. So it was really cool That's that good. I made a friend. But yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to bring up is just like, what are some tactics that you guys have to try and make friends at our yes, age? Please, please share with me because <laughs> I, I also recently have made a friend and if she hears this and listens to it, she's going to laugh at me, I hope, and not be creeped out by me, but she might, <laughs> she might be on the podcast later. Um, so she's this awesome chick that moved here from Austin, Texas. We have a lot in common. But I definitely feel like I want I want our friendship to be like like I want I want us to be like full on best friends, <laughs> and I don't I don't want to like text her too much. <laughs> like I want to jump into a relationship, you know? Like I'm not ready. I don't want to. You don't want to. I know I said I'd be like, on the podcast, we, but maybe not. Official? <laughs> But it is funny. It's so funny. My friend added me on Facebook, and I was like, oh, "She added me on Facebook. Yes, that's awesome!" And I was so yeah. excited. It's about official it. now. It's yeah. official. We're friends. We're real friends. Yeah. So. Can we make this Facebook official? Because I'm not. I'm. I don't know. I don't want it to be just every okay. once in a while. <laughs> Guys, or is it similar? Wait, what? What'd you say? Sorry. Sorry. For making for so so you are the the male. Uh, in the room uh is it the same for guys making new friends or is it different um no I think it's different I think it's harder for guys well I guess it depends on who you are like I am not a uh, I don't know the word uh, I don't know I, I'm what not, are you trying to say like I'm not a big like adventurous of like going out like if I'm in a room full of people I'm perfectly content sitting by myself not talking to anybody you're an introvert but you're yeah, not an introvert but hmm. he doesn't start the conversation okay but what will end it if somebody else talks to him then he then it's then it's over with you know like he'll okay. just talk forever and interesting yeah make he can make friends with anybody yeah that's fair yeah, yeah. i can, can make, make friends with anybody you just don't initiate it i don't think yeah that's yeah i hate awkward silences so i will always initiate and then <laughs> keep initiating until somebody takes the bait I guess well, I, I don't like forced conversation because I think that is the worst where you're like hey how's it going man what are you what are you doing here and then you're like um what do you want like <laughs> okay so I would agree with that like for example and I actually talked to Christy about this so usually whenever there is a new person at church and they might be maybe just around our age I will be asked to go and introduce myself to them and I just I have such a hard time not introducing myself, but I want it to be organic. I want it to be like, I don't know, it, we bumped into each other and I was able to say sorry and oh, hi, blah, blah, blah. Or, I don't know, whatever. There has to be some type of an organic intro. I don't want to just go up and be like, hey there, I'm Natalie. It's really nice to meet you. Welcome. It's your first time. I don't know. I'll do it. Yeah. If, we, if, yeah. if Jennifer and I are going somewhere, she is the initiator like she 
has a much sweeter demeanor than I do. She's just overall much nicer than I am. So it, when we have to go talk to like new people. That she, is so nice of you. That is really nice. Aww. It's true. Like even when we would go, like when we were just dating or even when we were first married, meeting like new friends or whatever, she'd be like, hey, this, her boyfriend's going to be there. Make sure you're nice. And like me, like if I go up to him and I shake their hand and the handshake's oh, bad, goodness, I'm like, I'll look at Jen and be like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm not talking to him anymore. And he shakes hand like a girl. You've is met that, my husband, so I yeah, get it. Yeah. Jen, yeah, exactly. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. I have to do that to Ryan before we meet anyone new. I have to be like, be nice. nice. Be Please, they, don't, they don't know you. So like, don't go straight to sarcasm as the main language you correspond with them. Like, let's just, and he'll go, I'll be who I am. Woman, don't try to change me. Is what he says to me. And then I don't instantly regret talk. bringing him. I, I was like, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about guns right off the bat. Like, just don't scare them. Like, just. <laughs> but I just know that if I shake their hand and they, you know, they shake it like this, like, I'm just not even going to want to. That's just, that's enough for me to be like, nope, I know we're not going to get along. Is that an art that's not taught anymore? That is a good question, too. I know for me growing up, my dad taught me, you always give a firm handshake and you don't have that's to kill their it. hand, yeah. but you give a firm handshake no matter what, because it's professional. Yeah, that's what yeah. he thinks, too. He thinks he needs to, like, break people's hands when he no, shakes them. Yeah, it has to be break. It just needs to be firm. firm. You know, a really great firm. handshake is uh, Tristan from church. She has a great oh. handshake. And she's a great person. Therefore, handshakes yeah. can identify. You ever I shake hate... someone's hand and you go like, ugh. Like you wipe your don't, hand off. Don't, don't shake Bella's hand. Her hand will be sweaty. She has Why really handshakes. Yeah. This doesn't matter anymore because handshakes don't exist anymore. Yeah. That's true. Thanks, yeah. COVID. So we don't have yeah, to worry about this anymore. You don't know. They could be a sociopath and you would never know. Now, now we won't know because <laughs> I'm not touching their hand. And I'm not talking to them. <laughs> such a weirdo i um i'm like natalie though like i for a while at the church was tasked with like being the first person that someone meets and and i think i think that i was chosen for that role because i do love talking to people the problem is i'm not very good at it <laughs> like i i don't like awkward silences, silences i don't know what to do with them i'm just a little bit of an awkward person anyway like i just i'm too direct i'm too like trying to get to the point or figure out what to do. Um, I'm just not very good at the organic flow of conversation. So I don't know. It's, it's awkward to me. Also, I think I come at it from a non-churched person. Like I, I wasn't raised in a church. So I know that a lot of people feel very put off by the first person they meet or feel very uncomfortable with the first person they meet. So I think I go almost on the, the opposite extreme where I'm like, how can I make this not awkward? And then I usually end up accidentally making it awkward. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't, like, I don't like awkward. I don't like when people feel like they're forced upon me. I like it. I like it to be organic. But Jen, you're friendly. I'd like you to say hi to me, I think. It yeah. would feel genuine. It's so, it's so hard because there's a lot of the population that really doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that go to church craving that, like craving yeah. somebody to just come up and love on them or talk to them or ask them, you know, their name or, you know, where they live or how they found us. Um, and then some people would rather like just be left alone until they realize if they like it or not. <laughs> so it's hard, you know, you take that risk of like, 
all you can do is what the Lord lays on your heart. If he's telling you to go talk to them, you go talk to them. And if they think you're weird, then that's how he made you. So (laughs) I I think it's easy from a church standpoint to do a, to be on like a common ground of like, whenever I go say hi to new people, I definitely don't try to overdo it. Like, I'm not like, Hey, my name's Chris. I work here. Uh, Do you like star Wars and fishing? You want to be my best friend? Like, it's just, (laughs) Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, thanks for coming. How'd you hear about us? All right. Hope you have a good time. Like, that's it. Like it's, I don't try to like overdo it and be, you know, weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if they think you're weird, then that's just, you know, you tried. Yeah. (laughs) You tried. I think, I think what I try to do is try to have some kind of connection with them. And that's just not a realistic goal that I have for myself. You know, I don't know. I, I, I always like to try to figure out how much I can learn about a person as quickly as possible so, so I can try to connect them, connect with them and make them feel welcome. And that sometimes it does work. And sometimes it works really well, actually. There've been several people who have come. I know there's um, at least one person who feels really connected because of, um, because of how I kind of injected myself into her family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Kelsey, I know, um, she, you know, I was like, oh, your kids are, your kids, you know, are the same age as mine. And it was like a perfect yeah. way to like immediately connect with her. But if there's not something obvious like that, then it gets harder for me. So, yeah. yeah. And I cannot remember names. Like, I feel horrible. There's people that have gone to our church for like over six months and I still don't know everybody's name. <laughs> I cannot I'm remember Chris. things. That's Christy. <laughs> no you know what Jen don't feel bad Josh is the exact same way there have been people in our life groups I guess I shouldn't say this (laughs) nope I'm there I'm the same I'm I'm better about names and Ryan is the one who's usually like he'll give he'll give each person like a description and then I'm like oh that's this person and that's usually how he remembers stuff but I remember most kids names some of the kids I have probably oh no there's no chance surprisingly I, I remember all the younger kids names but it's the older kids and probably because I haven't interacted with them as much it's the older kids that I have a hard time remembering their names I can't even get my own children's name well right yeah there's that so, too. like I can't I can't remember anything anymore I mean I don't know that I ever could I think I'm pretty good with names yeah you're really good with names <clears throat> not, I'm good not, with faces I'm really good at faces. Yes. Like, yes. so I guess who goes to my, well, I don't know if I should name people like from thing. I don't know, whatever. Someone's husband goes to my CrossFit gym that maybe we don't see him very often or ever. And I was like, Hey, you're so-and-so's husband. Right. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh, cool. I go to church with your, um, your wife, your mom and your daughter. And so it was just, it was interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I can remember faces. I just am really bad with names sometimes I guess if I don't interact with you a lot I am yeah. um, I love the trick that I learned in high school I think I learned it in debate um where every time you meet someone say their name three times if you can in the conversation it really you works learned that me. from the office come on now you didn't learn that yeah, from did debate. I learn that it from, from the office, office. <laughs> listen <laughs> you did I'm pretty sure that was Andy Bernard that said that maybe it was Michael Scott but I'm pretty sure that's from the office. Okay, it was a tactic. It was a tactic that existed before the office. All right. In fact, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna say it was Andy Bernard. That's like I'll, no. I'll fact check myself, but I feel like it was Andy Bernard. Okay, he went you're to right. Cornell. 
<laughs> You're right, but it existed before he said it, so just know that. <laughs> okay, I'll allow it. By Andrew Bernard. <laughs> that part Chris just, yeah, Chris just spit his drink out on the table. Oh, man. <laughs> you got me good on that one. You I know, Jennifer's never watched The Office. What? You know what? It is just not my thing. No. Okay, you need I to know. listen. I'm sorry. I have a plan I... for you. No, Jen, listen. I have a plan for you. Um... It worked for Chris. Well, Christy was already an Office fan, but I have a plan. So, Jenna Fisher and Angela, is it Kinsey? Kinsey. They have a podcast called The Office Ladies. Watch that with the episodes as they go over each episode. And I think you you might enjoy it more. No. Or enjoy it. This is a terrible nope. plan, Natalie. You've just added it's not a terrible plan. onto a 30-minute episode. No, no, no. You know Let's what? She can listen to it while she drives. She's a realtor. Nope. She drives a lot. Listen. Listen. I do the drive truth, a lot. The truth is, the truth is, if you ha- if you don't like the office, it's because you haven't watched enough of the office. Let me say this. I know Jen, Mm-mm. and she's it not going to enjoy cringe. that show. I can't. I cannot enjoy funny shows, like shows that are meant to make. <laughs> this sounds so horrible. I am so bad. I know she'll watch like, like the Real Housewives of Dumpsterville, but she won't watch anything I, that's good. I cannot good. stand shows that like are are for people to laugh at. I know that is so weird. Or if there's laughing in the show, like. I don't know. Like, oh, laugh tracks are very annoying. Laugh like tracks King are annoying. Or, yeah, um, but that, geez, like, listen, don't bring King of Queens into this. Yeah, this is not the same. This is a different caliber of. No, it's not. It's, it's, the, it's all the same. It's not because the office doesn't have laugh track in it. Yeah, there's but no there's laugh pause. track. There's pause for there's when no they laugh. look at the camera and that's, they're hoping no, you laugh. See, this is where, you know what? This is where is that show? the show. Yes, it's the show. This is proving to me that she hasn't watched it. This is thank you because she doesn't know. Because listen, I think I can you even... like it. I think you'd thank like you, it. It's Natalie. like a, it's like a reality TV show, but it's fake. But it's yeah, it's yeah. you'd like it if you like reality TV. Parks and Rec, and then you also an amazing show. Parks and oh, Rec, no. uh-uh. so they, that's Parks and Rec. Too. I'm gonna say this, and you ladies may not like it. Park and Parks and Rec is better than The Office. I'll give it a tie. See, I, 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 can't, I can't hate you for that because I, I actually do like them equally. I think that Parks and Rec, the way I look at it is Parks and Rec gets better as it gets older. The Office gets worse as it gets older. Exactly. So, you know what? Just, you will have to agree. The Office is only funny until Steve Carell leaves. And then the show is terrible. I would yeah. agree. It got it definitely went downhill after he left. Whereas with the with Parks and Rec, no one major left, right? No, the right. only guy that left was the guy who played um Brandanowitz. Yeah. After season two. And he wasn't Yeah, even, and that was fine. He was kind of him. annoying. I was okay yes, about that. I thought it got great after that. But because Chris thing. Pratt only got better. Yeah. And each Leslie character no, actually everyone only got better. Each character in Parks and Rec can hold their own in an episode. Yeah. Well, you look and the, at and episodes like, like Stanley and even uh, uh, Andy Bernard. Like they're only funny in scenarios. Not well, Andy Bernard time. got no. Disagree with that. Disagree with that. Andy well, Bernard towards the end got so awful. I blame I the writers though. I blame the writers though. They, I don't know what they did with his character. Well, they didn't. They didn't. That didn't make any sense. Some of the things that he did at the end. It. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, because I was, they tried to hold the show on his shoulders and he's not good enough. What do you think? No, he was definitely um, a supporting character, not a main character. I, in, uh, in other news, um, it's the last <laughs> season of the Kardashians. <laughs> I don't even, I can honestly say I've never watched a full episode. Yeah, it's the last season. It's their farewell season. It's time. Oh but you know what that it's not do? the end, right? Yeah. You know that they'll probably have some oh, no, show ready to like. It's I'm not sure. the end. I'm they sure got money they to make. They have yeah. their salt. I'm like, and I will eat it up. <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> yeah, I've never Jen's been a also big never fan. watched Star Wars. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Jen, never, in high school, Jen, in high school, did you watch like Real World and Road Rules? Um, no, I didn't because I wasn't into reality TV back then. I don't think okay. I was into reality TV probably until like um, the Real Housewife franchises oh, started. We flip flopped then because yeah. I was all about right. OC and stuff and and uh, all those things. Like I loved those, but then when I became an adult, I realized I can't handle the fake drama. <laughs> Maybe it was because I was a beautician yeah. for a while and I kind of lived it, but I just couldn't. Possibly. You're used to hearing all the drama. So basically, the Natalie, what you're saying is, is once Jennifer becomes an adult, she will grow out of watching that. No, she's an adult. She just didn't get to live that life out when she was younger. So she's expressing it now. It's just. It's, it's her escape. It's she can become young how, yeah, when the kids, I, are, I, when the kids are sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So are the Kardashians ending the show because Kim is getting a divorce from Kanye or is you know that what? separate? I or? personally think that, I mean, it's, you know, I, what, I think like 20 seasons now. Um, I think that she probably is so prideful that she does not want to show that side of her life. And so I'm sure that had, that played a role in them going ahead and ending it. I think some of them might have wanted to end it for a few years now. Hmm. but I think Kim probably runs the show and so she was probably like oh yeah I'm not showing well she's been out of the spotlight ever since that was announced right like I haven't not that I like go looking for it but usually you'll see pop-ups and stuff on Facebook with random bits of news that you don't care about and then yeah she <laughs> yeah I mean it's gonna be interesting to see how her split from Kanye plays out but she's They'll be fine. They're both you know, loaded. They'll I be, will say, like, coming to the point of view of, like, when Kanye, and I'm going to say this carefully, hmm, uh, gave his life to Christ, whether he did or didn't, you know, I don't know him. I don't know his heart. Um, it seems like, you know, a lot of what he was doing was really geared towards, towards Jesus. It is interesting to me just to kind of, like, from that point of view, to, to watch all of this and to see how it pans out, if he kind of stays the course or if he... I don't think he's really even on the show too much. No, he doesn't like to be on the show, but it, it was interesting because in some episodes you can kind of see where um, maybe they would have moral conflict between him and Kim, which, you know, I don't know his heart. You know, I don't, I know that God can really change anybody's heart. So it's really not for me to judge, but it seems like there was some life changes happening on his side and then not on her side. And you can kind of see watching them that they, they begin to butt heads about that, but I don't know. He, he does some pretty crazy things. So I don't, 
you know, I don't know. But again, who am it's I It's really to judge? hard to get past <laughs> the golden toilets from the wedding. I don't know. That was pretty what? crazy. <laughs> from there? From, from their, their wedding? wedding? Yes. Yeah. Oh, they, they did that? See, I, I don't I even remember that. They spent, like thousands and thousands of dollars on like gold oh, I believe that. wedding. Yeah, I just, I I'm like, you guys, just the elitism yeah. from these people. Yeah. I just can't even. Yeah. I yeah. Can't even people you could feed with with a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold toilets. Like you can feed. You could fund my hot dog truck with that. That is true. That I, is true. I simply can't respect anyone who has that amount of money and wastes it so frivolously. I just, I know that it's not my place to tell people how to spend their money, and I don't. But I, I you can't have my respect if you spend ten thousand dollars on a pair of shoes and that includes the first ladies every single one of them yeah <laughs> so anybody yep. anybody who's going to spend that much money on things that you wear once and never wear again and or ever like even if you wear them into the ground it's just, it's just yeah that's just my personal yeah. like, I really have a beef with like I don't know no I, I, I totally I, agree I know, it sounds, Get it. I know it sounds preachy and maybe it is a little bit but like I don't know. That's just like not a good use of money. You can use your money to help people. I agree. I think you can live comfortably and there's nothing, if God's blessed you with money, like be comfortable, but you're also stewards of that money and what you do with it, I think makes a difference. So um, are you living in excess or are you living comfortably and giving, you know, back to whatever? I think that's yeah. going to be a, a big part is like, if God gifted you that money, like you, or, you know, if you've been blessed with that money, how are you, how are you going to bless someone else with it? Yeah. That's I know. And I know that like, we don't know who the Kardashians give their money to, you know, like I know they do a lot of generous things and, but we just, we have no idea how much money they actually give away, but something just doesn't sit right when you spend like, on a car, like you can get a hundred thousand dollar car. That's super luxurious. And I mean, you know, but then again, I don't know how much they are giving away. I'm sure that they give away millions each year, but I agree. I think, um, you know, we're, we're allowed to work hard for money and, and, you know, and, and have a nice, comfortable life. But I do think it's important to be good stewards of that money. Yeah. yeah, I want to be. No, I, I think, they're blowing it on some crazy yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the same thing even about pastors or about anybody in the public view who has, you know, their own jet or you know, like I'm just like, no, yeah. I just can't. You just don't, just don't have my respect. Sorry, just can't. can't All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna veer this conversation a different way because as Jen kind of interrupted us before on nerdy talk of awesome stories, poor Chris is also now I think in the same boat where he's like. Cool, I'm bored. So we're gonna make this the conversation we all have now. But this is really good. I like that we all Mommy, touched on. Oh, sorry, as you guys can tell, my daughter is out of belly now. <laughs> so, um, then why are we here? <laughs> Great question. Vivian's like, please include me on this. How dare you leave me out? Oh, so, anyways, um, so Chris. And Jen, you guys have both been doing the, well, I don't know if you both are still doing it anymore, but in the past, you guys have done the youth group for our teenagers and, um, 
and I've talked to, we've talked to you on this podcast, both separately about how, you know, just you got into that or why you enjoy it, um, so on and so forth. But, um, how do you, do you guys, how do you guys think it is right now in this whole COVID time that we've been doing it? Like, how do you feel, do you think that it's been really, really hard? If so, like, what are the biggest challenges that you've seen? Um, and what are your hopes for the coming, the coming year? Cause I feel like the coming year is kind of a, a fresh start, a, a clean slate. Um, but how do you guys feel about that? No, I think the teenage years are such awkward years. And sometimes I know there's a large majority of teenagers that would rather just be left alone and not forced to go to church or not forced to do anything that makes them feel awkward. Um, and so it's, it's so important to still get people plugged into church. And, but then again, I know COVID has given us all such a great excuse to have to stay away from people and to have to stay home. And part of me, you know, I really kind of enjoy that, but then it's still just important that for those awkward teenage years, we still um, encourage them to step out of their shell some and still yeah. want to come to church and not use COVID as an excuse to like kind of push away from church. But I mean, I know as an adult, you know, COVID has given me an excuse to get out a of lot of things. Things. Like, an easy excuse, right? So, like yeah. it's a yeah. COVID card if you yeah. want to use. Um, so, I, so I will. Yeah, say, it's hard to keep teenagers really encouraged and wanting to come on their own. So yeah, no, I would say as a mother of a teenager, um, I would 100% agree with that. Like my my kids um, are definitely like if I give them an opt out they will take the opt-out, which I don't think any other, I think that's a normal thing. Teenagers would do that in general, but, um, especially now, I, I think it was definitely a little bit easier to do that. Um, but I will say we are on one hand, yes, but on the other hand, I will say my, my other kid who goes there, my son, I think he's just grown closer and taken more out of this than I could have ever imagined. I think this year was like the biggest opportunity for growth for him uh, that I I just didn't expect, I guess. I kind of thought both my kids would be like, eh, whatever. But um, I think my son has really just taken the opportunity to, to learn the Bible and to um, come to Jesus as, a, as his well, child. Very fast, or he did it well. Sorry, my kids distracting me. <laughs> I think it's been it's been really hard from like a teacher standpoint because we're dealing with different teenagers. You know, all of us here are relatively the same age within a couple of years, and it's you know back when when you know she and I were in youth, it was we could go to a Christian concert and we would go bowling or go you know do this or that. Now kids don't want to do that kind of stuff anymore. You know, we're living in, in the tablet age where they everything just want to is play video games. Yeah. That's and so, <laughs> you know, and especially with outside of a select, a select few that are in our youth group now, um, most of them are getting to the age now to where you're starting to see that they have, they're starting to understand that they're going to have to make those choices. You know what I mean? Like they're in a position where they're setting themselves up for, 
when they are no longer required to come to church because their mother makes them or their father makes them that, you know, it's going to be a conscious decision that they make. And I think Zoom was a, was a, has been a huge blessing, but it's also been um, a big turnoff because everything went from being able to just be like, hey, how's it going to hold on, let me send you a Zoom link. Let me do school through Zoom. Let me have zero human contact. And then when you go, hey, I know everything you do is through Zoom. Let's add one more thing because we're not meeting in person. So that kind of really threw a, a wrench in it. And as a parent too, like when kids are zooming, their minds are in a thousand other places. At least when you're in, in person, they can, there's not that much to distract them yeah. when they're at home. They're like, yeah, I'm not really paying attention to you, but I'll mm-hmm. nod a couple of times and I'm probably going to hop off camera. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, but I, I will say like, I, I would agree, like back in our youth days, like I would love to go, um, to concerts or to camp like yes, go yeah. laser tag go to do all those yeah. things like, again they were so much fun but it's just so hard to get kids to buy into that kind of stuff now. yeah it really is that's like kids I guess think that's like loser stuff <laughs> like I don't know we had so much fun back in the day and then it would be like twisting their arm to get them to want to do that now i remember the first time we had brought up doing like it's a huge christian concert winter jam winter jam and we brought that up and jen and i tried to get into that thing for like two years and we didn't make it because there were so many people there and when we brought that up they were like no i'm good and we were like what What? like that's the biggest concert of the year yeah i remember that but you know what i've learned too is again as a parent of a teenager they will their automatic answer is no to mm-hmm. everything that is not within their like five things that they enjoy or with their friends and whatever but if you make if you make them go they have, they have fun time. and they yeah. enjoy themselves and it's just i don't know it's silly so um one of the things that i've been reading um mama bear apologetics we've talked about it on the podcast before i don't know if you guys have read it at all but as sorry as someone who I have a teenager and I think it's so beneficial for that, but it's also beneficial for my kids that will become teenagers. And I think for you guys who will eventually have teenagers, but it gives some amazing statistics as to like the church and at what age they start to, um, you know, if you haven't hit them, not hit them with the gospel, but like, if you, if you haven't discuss things or, um, you know, at, at what age they really start to kind of like fall out of the church or, you know, the statistics of what happens to them when they are on their own after they get out of high school and they, and then they're on their own and what you can do to try to like combat that, to try to really like reach them. And I've been really inspired by it. Um, really, really like it a lot, but yeah, a book I would recommend to anyone that has kids that, um, in the church. Yeah, that would be interesting to read. Yeah, I listen to the um, a mom, the Molly Bear Apologetic podcast from time to time, and there's some really good, um, if not convicting things on, you know, what we got to be careful for as parents as we bring in the next generation. There's a lot there. Um, yeah, teenager, teenagers are tough. I remember being <laughs> one, but I don't have any, so. Well, <laughs> One of the things that we talked about or that is talked about in the book is the chew and spit method, which is like, you know, for me with, with my oldest, I did the, 
Um, I want to, I want to avoid all things that I know are sinful, uh, or not sinful, but like, like overtly in your face. I know this is sinful in the world. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you in a bubble and I'm going to, I'm going to shelter you from it. Um, which obviously when they're little, that's fine. But the older they get, like they might have a friend or someone that says differently or, you know, shows them it's not as bad as your mama made it sound like whatever. And so, um, and so as a result, you have, um, you have kids that now doubt that you were being truthful with them and they don't trust everything that you say. And chew and spit map is to say like, um, yes, you can watch a movie or something that might be a little more, um, you know, it's not like it might be rated R movie, but maybe for reasons, it's like something historically that happened that was bad, that might have bad language, um, or, or a lot of violence or something like that, but you can, you have to be able to discuss it with them and to like cover all the grounds with it to understand like, okay, well, what, what do you, what did you take from this? And, and how, what do you think about this? And, and so on and so forth, because then they're able to kind of like digest it and say, what can I digest and what should I spit out? What should I forget about? Like, what can I allow to resonate within me? And what do I need to, to say, okay, well, that's obviously um, uh, not either fiction or like that's obviously not biblical or, or so on and so forth, but mm-hmm. it's good. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I just hope our girls, I just want to keep them in a bubble forever. I, I dread the teenage years. Yeah, it's not looking forward to that. It's not looking forward to it. Oh, my kid's about to be a, a freshman in high school. And I have we have been tasked with making this poster for them for school, uh, for their eighth grade graduation. And I'm getting all these pictures of each first day of school. And I'm like remembering when she was Vivian's age and mm. how happened all these pictures and I'm like crying and I'm just like, Oh my God, she's, but I love my child and I, I love the relationship we have now, but it's still just so, so sad that I'll never get to see that little girl again. And just like, I'm trying so hard to take my own advice now with this one with Vivian and be like, I need to just soak up everything and try my hardest not to avoid um, time with her because I'm selfish and I want to have my own time uh, because it just goes by so fast and you never get it back again. Yeah. I feel that way every single night we put our youngest to bed because it's like a chore to get her to a go to her bed but also stay in her bed <laughs> and mm-hmm. the moment she goes into her bed it's Daddy, I need some water. Daddy, you rub my back. Daddy, rub my face. Can you cover me up? I want my baby. And I'm like, I like I walk out of a room and then I walk back in and I walk back out. And the whole time I'm like, yeah. I'm getting like angry. And then I have to tell myself like, someday she, she she's is not there in, in a very, you. very soon near future. She's not going to want me to rub her back. She is not going to want me to hold her. Um, And then like, I think of Kaylee, who is what, six. And I go, like she'll come home from school and I'll be like, Hey, how was your day at school? And she'll go, ah, well, uh, Carly called me a dork at the slide today. And I'm like, I am not looking forward to the things that she's going to tell me when she's older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if she's getting this into it at six, yeah. like, gosh, man. Yeah. We have any boys, so. yeah. We have some that are probably going to be all about the drama. Like I get it. We're going to suffer. We'll suffer together. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Lily's very sassy. Well, <laughs> Lily, we're gonna we're gonna start to to wrap this up. Um, as always, quick 
recap on anything you guys have been reading. I finally finished Becoming Elizabeth Elliot, which was a really, really good read. I recommend it to anyone. Um, very inspiring woman. I also have been reading uh, on a non on a fiction side of things. Remember I read The Tattoos of Auschwitz. So I'm kind of reading like a, not a sequel, but like a, it's based off of a, a real life character, a real person who was in uh, Auschwitz um, as a, a, a Jew in Auschwitz. Um, her life who should be ended up becoming a, a, so, a, a prisoner for the Soviet after they freed all of the Jews. And she had, she was sentenced to 15 years as a spy when it was nothing like that. But it's been a really good book and it's called Silka's Journey, I believe. So um, I would that recommend so intense. Pardon? <laughs> I said, that sounds so intense. It is really intense, but it is intriguing. And, and honestly, I've only cried like three times or twice. Um, like, and it was sadly, like it's, I've been listening to it on audiobook and I drove to Tampa this weekend and on my way back from Tampa, there was like one part where it just, it had me sobbing and I'm like, I can't see, I can't see and I'm driving. It's not good. And I was just like making ugly cry faces and it was great, but, um, I would definitely recommend anyone looking for like a good, a book that will keep your attention. And, um, like it's important to our history, you know, just to history to know about it, but the Tattooist of Auschwitz, definitely read that, number one, and number two, Silka's Journey. So, uh, Natalie, I guess you and I have a theme, because <laughs> I'm reading, um, I'm reading uh, Corey Ten Boom's book, I don't know if you guys know who she is, um, she was uh, a Christian in Holland during Nazi, um, uh, the Nazi takeover and uh, her it's called the hiding place um, and it's all about how she hid Jews in her house um, for Jesus she was very upfront with the Jews uh, that she was protecting that you know they're all God's people and she was very loving towards them and then when she went when she was discovered what she was doing because she was part of an underground ring to get people out of Germany and out of Holland and into safety um, she, when she was found out, she was put in a, in a camp, in a concentration camp with her sister and her sister and her made the um, bold and brave decision to try to share the gospel with all the prison guards and to try to try to love them and teach them who Jesus was, which, so I've been crying through it. It's really um, a very sweet story. They also obviously uh, put a lot of um, importance on the love of Jesus and how to share that love. So I think it's a really good, um, a really good story and something I didn't know about um but yeah anyways we've got the nazi theme going <laughs> in our books yeah. but i'm i'm also reading you? <laughs> i know if you guys think you're reading anything like world war ii related i'm gonna be like what no <laughs> what are you reading one fish two fish two <laughs> <laughs> Bedtime stories? Yeah. Um, I, my Mermaid problem is, it take, like, I'll start reading one book, and then I'll get another one and start reading that, and then I'll start, like, so I'm in between, like, five right now, especially because Matt keeps, you know, he'll give me a book on this, and I start reading that, and then I get another one, and... Welcome um, to the club, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I've been reading off and on for the last, like, four months, well, maybe not that long, has been, uh, it's called um, The Gospel According to Satan. Mm. And that's been a good, uh, a pretty good book. It's just, it's essentially just showing how, <clears throat> you know, the devil can 
basically manipulate things to make it seem like it's God's will or something like that, just with maybe how something's worded or maybe a situation you're in, but it's been really, really good. I've enjoyed it. Who wrote that one? Josh Wilson. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So I bought it after we went to that, um, that church seminar, Christy, Yeah. Mm-hmm. when he was there, he had brought that up and I thought it sounded interesting. So I bought it that night. So however Isn't long it Jared ago that Wilson? was, that was Jared Wilson. Yeah. Sorry. That was yeah. Not Josh. Four months ago. That was like a few weeks ago. I don't know. Right, Christy? <laughs> I think, like two months ago? Yeah, I think it was two months two ago. Months. Two yeah. months? Two? Okay. Yeah. So, huh. so not four. Like, <laughs> not working on business. <laughs> so you're both wrong. So you're both wrong. <laughs> you're both wrong. <laughs> no, it's my thoughts. I'm allowed to say what I want. That is accurate. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Josh is cracking me up because he's on a, um, he's on a Martin Luther kick. So he's been reading like pastor autobiographies from like, long times ago um so he's been reading martin martin luther he's really interested right now in uh famous theologians and their stories so you know not, nothing light over here in birdland we no don't do, we don't do birdland. we're doing i mean at least i'm finishing books like i'm really proud that i actually finished becoming elizabeth elliott finally and that i'm almost done with this book and and then i did buy another one i bought candace candace burr i think that's her name candace burr full house um, she has a eat, eating well, like the way that God intended. I don't remember the name of the book, but it's about like eating healthy and how like God intended for you to eat and how like just by eating whatever way, like she was able to drop 20 pounds. Obviously it's not just about losing weight, but it's about just really embracing, um, embracing whatever God provided us with and, um, and eating it and how like it really can change your life because that's. It's, it's why it is the way it is so i'll let you know more about that whenever i start it it hasn't started yet but um yeah i think i'm going to go ahead and close this up because i think we're running out of time um we're doing this via zoom if everyone can't tell um so <laughs> thanks to my car noises and as for that we're also cheap because this is a free podcast so we're out of time crunch. <laughs> but thank you all so very much for listening and thank you chris and jen for joint taking time out of i know your busy day because i'm sure yeah. you guys are like jen you probably are ready to watch the kardashians and chris you're probably ready to go chill and watch some parks and rec uh but thank you all so much for joining us and um if you are welcome <laughs> uh we'll probably have you guys on again i'm sure like Chris, you obviously made up for the last time you were with us. You were way nice to Jen and it's very sweet. You made some very sweet comments. Not to say you weren't sweet the last yeah, time. Maybe sweet. not as sweet. She was sweet. We also we also like that you guys listen to the podcast. So yes. thanks for listening. Chris is our number one fan, and I'm thankful for that. Fan, yeah. <laughs> number one fan. Number one fan. Um, well, I, I hope that you guys have an amazing weekend. If you need prayers or want to send in a voice memo or all, feel free to do so and we'd really love a review um we're gonna really try um she's saying we're gonna be really try to do it more frequently we are we're gonna try to be more frequent in <laughs> scheduled time whatever we'll see but you i hope you guys have an amazing together. what'd you say i said you guys mesh so well together you can finish each other's sandwiches <laughs> natalie <laughs> we know you're, you're- you paused for a second, so I just said, it's fine. That's what I was going to say. Sure. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Right. Have Bye. an amazing week. God bless.